Nearly a decade ago, I found myself filling the hours by listening to podcasts while my husband, Brooks, was training with the U.S. Army. Walking the streets of our Army post, I dreamt of creating something for women that bridged that gap between sermon audio and small talk. It was on the floor of my tiny closet on post that that very dream, the Dream for the Journey Women podcast, came to fruition in June of 2017. And today, by God's grace, Journey Women is now a not-for-profit ministry with the aim of moving women to know and love God more. Our monthly and one-time givers help make our mission possible. If you'd like to support the work that we do, you can make a tax-deductible donation by visiting journeywomen.org forward slash give. Thank you for investing in the work of Journey Women. Welcome to the Journey Women Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Belis. Life's a journey we were never meant to walk alone. We all need friends along the way. On the Journey Women Podcast, we'll chat with mentors about gracefully navigating the seasons and challenges we face on our journeys to glorify God. On this episode of the Journey Women Podcast, I chatted with my friend, Kimberly Wooten, about all things Christmas. Kimball and I took the three simple joys concept and we extended it to three things about Christmas, like three Christmas traditions, three things we want our kids to know about Christmas, and for all you last minute shoppers, three gifts that you can give, no purchase required. But as wonderful as all the gifts, traditions, and symbolism around Christmas can be, we are right there with you feeling on the brink of overwhelmed and overprogrammed. If you're burned out by all that you committed to in this season, we want to encourage you with the grace of the true Christmas message. We don't have to do it all because Christ has come and done it for us. Praise the Lord that even in the hustle of the holidays, we're presented with a practical opportunity to embrace the actual meaning of Christmas as we look away from ourselves and look to Jesus. We hope that you feel encouraged to do that even now. Kimbo, I am kicking this off right here. Right here, right now. (laughs) Welcome to the Journey Women podcast. Guys, this is Kimberly Wooten. She is my assistant. Hello. And we are currently recording in your closet. My closet. Yours is much bigger than mine. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So this works out. And we are talking about all things Christmas today because Christmas, I think when this airs, is literally one week away. That is right. So exciting. It is exciting. As we were brainstorming what we wanted to do, we thought through the three simple joys concept, and we decided that we would like to extend it to all things Christmas. So that's what we're going to do today. And we're actually going to be asking each other questions, which is going to be interesting because (laughs) neither of us has been on the Journey Women podcast before. Me even less than you, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so tell me this. I haven't been a guest. Tell me this. True. Who are you? What do you do? Just so that listeners can get a little bit of your background before we get started. Yeah, totally. I'm Kimberly Wooten, and I live in Clarksville, Tennessee. My husband is stationed at Fort Campbell. He's in the Army, just like Hunter's husband, Brooks. And we've lived here just a few months, so we have kind of been in transition, but glad to be here. And I work from home as a virtual assistant to some people and Hunter. And that's just the general gist of what I do. It's pretty cool. So a couple of months into the Journey Women podcast, I actually realized that this was going to be way too big of an endeavor for me on my own. And I texted you because I knew you were a virtual executive assistant by trade and said, Kimbo, I cannot wait until I make enough money to actually be able to hire you. And you said, well, what do you got? What do you need done? (laughs) I can volunteer. (laughs) And so here we are. And then God, in his kindness and sovereignty, moved you and your hubby to Fort Campbell, Kentucky, which is exactly where Brooks and I are stationed. Yeah. And it's really, really sweet because we get to do things IRL in real life. IRL. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is really exciting. Been friends for a long time, and we've both been army wives for a while. About, I don't know, five. I've been an army wife for three and a half years, and you for like five years? Six. Six years. Six years. That's so Kimbo and I, just as even more backstory, we actually know each other through Pine Cove, like a lot of the interviewees on this show. We worked together in summer of 2010. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was kind of trying to set me on a date with Brooks. That's right. There's a whole backstory to that one, which 
I will gladly tell anyone who wants to know, but probably <laughs> you don't it's have not time for today. Yeah. But then you ended up meeting Garrett and we were stationed at Fort Hood just an yep. hour away from you living in Austin doing work with some nonprofit ministries. Is yep. that how you'd describe it? Yeah. Parachurch ministry. Yeah. yeah. And now we're both in the army. <laughs> living in states that we never expected. In places yeah. And never thought life. we'd live it's in awesome. Kentucky. Well, you're in Tennessee technically, but. Okay. Well, let's get this thing kicked off. We're yeah. going to talk about all things Christmas. Yeah. So Hunter. Why don't you start by telling us what are three of your favorite things about Christmas? I'm so excited because when Brooks and I got married, I realized that people have different levels of excitement in regard to (laughs) holidays. And mine might be a little bit (laughs) greater than Brooks's. So there are some things that have developed over the years, but I think consistently throughout my life, I have had this excitement about food. And about song when it comes to Christmas time. Like, nice. yes. I mean, is that not one of your favorite things too? Food and song. Like everybody wants to sit around the For table sure. with your people and your Jingle Bell hat's killing me right now. Yeah, I am wearing a Santa hat because I needed to be in the mood. She's nodding Just at me and like... the little puff is bobbing. <laughs> so, you know, when I think about Christmas, a lot of the things that I love revolve around being around a table with people who I love and singing with people who I love. Yeah. Slash my church. So and I just love how this season in particular offers this opportunity just to model like the hospitality of God, right? Mm -hmm. Like the most hospitable move of all time is when Christ came down and he welcomes us as sinners with literal open arms. And so for us to get to embrace that in this season of like, you know, welcoming others into our homes and then getting to express that hospitality that Christ has extended to us in our actual homes, whether it be believers, brothers and sisters in Christ or non-believers. Like that's one of my favorite things. That's awesome. So the hospitality aspect and being able to welcome people in. Yeah. And getting to say it, like having an excuse to be obnoxious about it. Like Let's all sing some Christmas carols. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Believers and non-believers, we get to do that together. And so it's just a sweet opportunity, I think, to extend the gospel. But, you know, the next thing that I love now isn't something that I grew up loving. I didn't really have um, the practice of Advent in my home. It wasn't something I even really knew about, I think, until after graduating college, which was six years ago. And now having kids... I embrace the Advent season knowing that, okay, the spirit of Advent, no matter how you practice it, is remembering what Christ did, remembering who he is, remembering his birth, and remembering what he did when he came. And then also like this anxious kind of anticipation of what he is coming back to do, like his second coming, both his first coming when he came to the earth in the form of a baby and also what we have to look forward to with his return. So I have practiced Advent different ways, but again, I just love kind of the excuse of getting to do that as a family, like kind of being a little bit obnoxious about that as well, like saying, come on, kids, like we have to do this. We've got this card and it can be really, really simple. Like ours is literally those little She Reads Truth cards. And I think it has like one verse and one scripture on it. And that's about all my three and one-year-old can like handle. But I really do love Advent has become one of my favorite things because I'm just all about remembering and reflecting. And yeah, I think just in general, that kind of encapsulates, I guess, is my third favorite thing about Christmas, just the traditions in general and the excuse to remember and to reflect and I love to it. do that publicly, unapologetically. What about you? I'd love to hear on that note, like, what are some of your favorite Christmas traditions? Yeah, so... I took this as what are some of my traditions that I want to incorporate in my life and the things that I really value now and moving forward, both married and then with a family. Yes. And the first one I wanted to say was Advent. And I think you hit so beautifully on that, Hunter. And just the purpose of Christmas and making that central. Yes. And I know that that both can frustrate and also be like a what we focus on. Yeah. But when we get so distracted, sometimes 
with what all the other things that come about because of Christmas. Totally. Having Advent as a central focus helps us really narrow and be reminded of what really matters, and that's Christ and what he came to the earth to do and is going to do. And just being able to remember that is a big deal. And so, yeah, I would say three Christmas traditions that I would want to incorporate in my family would be Advent, giving to others, just having this idea and concept that this life is not about us yeah, and being able to be outward focused. And so serving together as a family, there's a million things you can do at Christmas. And I mean, I have so many feelings about just like giving things unashamedly to people and if that's done well or not, but it's like, how can we care for the people around us Mm -hmm. well in this season and see people like Christ sees people and then meet them where they're at? Yeah. I think we have to be going slow enough. We have to be focused on Jesus enough to be able to see people the way he sees them. Yeah. And so just the simple act of caring about others and finding ways to serve. And I think that it's exciting to think about that, doing that one day with a family, like with kids. And it was really easy to do that. I feel like when I was single because it was, Mm -hmm. I had so much time yeah, and just capacity to do Well, what are some of the ways you did that when you were single? I was in ministry full time. So it was easy because just, I had a lot of people in my life that I was already caring for, but even things like with my neighbors, like being able to have like holiday meals with our neighbors and care for them or my roommates and being able to do things alongside them in the holidays. So I think a meal, always sharing a meal is going to be something that is an easy go-to with people. Mm -hmm. And you can do that at any stage of life, but you also just have more time when you're single to be able to really give a lot of your time to other people. Yeah, Caring for families in need, like being able to not just give to them, necessarily but walk through whatever mm-hmm. they're walking through in that season sitting with them talking to them you know things that we should be doing all the time mm. but at christmas you can just remember to do that a little more right. easily i think and so and people i think too are more receiving of it that you don't know in particular right, right. like the motive i yeah. guess is not as weird it's an easy like mm-hmm. hey come over for this holiday thing or something yeah. and it's a lot easier to have that as a injury. Totally feels less intrusive. Yeah. You already said this. I think it's funny because we didn't necessarily talk through our answers. No, we this. didn't. Mm-mm. So just for all of you to know, but Hunter and I both care a lot about remembrance and that practice of remembrance. And I mean, as believers, like it's constantly reminded throughout scripture to remember, remember, remember because of what Christ has done, what God has done in the lives of people and what he's doing. And we are so easy to forget. But with remembering at the holiday season, just a tradition of taking that time when we have the time, because we're trying to slow down, to actually remember what God has done this past year in our lives Mm. in order to look back and go, man, like, like even when I sit here today and I think about what God has done in the last year, I'm really blown away by that, you know? And Mm. I want to be able to, this time next year go, where was I last year? And what had God done in that year? Because we will so easily Mm -hmm. forget how good he has been to us and how faithful he's been to us because life is so fast. And one just easy way you can do this as a tradition is like taking an ornament and writing the year on it. And then like just writing a few words or Mm, like, I love that idea. Did you, have you guys or, been doing this or is this a new idea? This is a new idea. I, I do that. other things for remembering, but this is one that I was like, I want to incorporate this on my tree. Yeah, that's because awesome. I pull out those Christmas ornaments and I have an ornament from every year we've been married that is indicative of some fashion. Like we have one the year that my husband was deployed, like then that talks about that on it or like where we celebrated Christmas or like if it was our first Christmas, mm. you know, easy ornaments like that. But actually taking a moment to go, what has God done in our lives this year? Yeah. And you can let your kids write on it. That'd be so fun to do like on Christmas Eve or something. Yeah. And then hang it on the tree together. Yes. How fun. Let's do that. (laughs) We won't be together, but you do it and I'll do it. Individually. And then talk about it afterward. Reflect and remember, baby. I love it. Yeah. So, Hunter. With that, what are three things you want your kids to know about Christmas? Yeah, this is really interesting. I think taking this whole idea of traditions 
really, I don't know, I had to become more intentional about it when I had kids because it's like, what am I hoping to like pass on? Like what kind of Christmas legacy here do I want to leave? Like no pressure. But (laughs) I think when I really get to it, the heart of it is a lot more simple than we make it, right? Because there's so many different things you can do. You can do the Jesse tree. You can do your advent calendar. You can, you know, do all these different service type oriented things. But I think that the main thing I want my kids to walk away with is the heart behind all of that. And that's, Mm -hmm. again, that Christmas revolves around Jesus. And it's interesting. You know, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And just because of the hype that they're receiving from like a cultural standpoint, you have to fight for that because Mm -hmm. they're seeing everything in people's yards. They're seeing Santa, they're seeing reindeer, all these different things. And that's fine. But I want them to know that the reason that we are celebrating, even culturally, Mm -hmm. is because of the birth of Christ. So again, we've had to fight for that. I think with gift giving and things like that, like they, Hadley's already started. She's only three, but she can remember last Christmas, like she gets a lot of presents. So in her little brain, it's like all this hype and excitement because it's like, ah, Santa or whomever is grandma, grandpa, et cetera, going to give me presents. And so again, I just am trying to do everything I can to kind of reframe that for her and to Mm -hmm. see like, hey, Yes, we get to give abundantly. We get to serve abundantly, as you were talking Mm -hmm. about, because of the way in which Christ has served us and because of the ultimate gift that he gave us when he came down to earth in the form of a baby. And not only that, when he lived perfectly and then died for us on the cross and overcame death through his resurrection. So I think, again, just purpose, like recentering the whole entire holiday around Jesus. And then the last thing that I want for them to see is just that their mom is expectant. Like, I want them to see their mom and dad, like, expectantly awaiting the coming of Christ, like, and celebrating what he has done when he came in the form of a baby. And then also, like, the anticipation that we wait together as a family for his return and so i think we can express that like because sometimes i can get like all scroogey like what i said well waha humana humana santa everything but really we can use decorating our homes or whatever it is as a way to express our excitement about jesus and so I think for them to see, again, the purpose is Jesus, that the gifts that we give and receive are because of the gift that he has given us in coming to earth. And then that we are expectantly awaiting his second coming. Like those are, I think those are the three things that I hope my kids will take away. But I'm not really sure how much they're picking up when I'm laying down at three and one. Yeah, three and one, man. (laughs) You got plenty of time. Well, speaking of kind of remembering and being young, like... What are some of your favorite memories from growing up? Do you remember your Christmas as a three-year-old? Three? No. (laughs) Every year after? Yes. I come from a very tradition-heavy family, and it's something that I'm honestly so proud of and value and treasure so much. And I was trying to think about why do I love that so much, and I think it's partly because I love my family. Yeah. And the way that we went about and still go about family time is a very traditional thing. And it's something that you can just kind of count on Hmm. and just that like feeling of safety and home that comes with that is really cool. And it makes me want to impart that into Mm -hmm. the family that we're hopefully going to have, you know? And so, and we do have me and Garrett and I like just trying to have traditions, even in our little mm-hmm. two person unit, which is know? hard, but for sure. And doable. <laughs> yeah. Doable. Yeah. Not, not doable. So one of my favorite traditions that I have from growing up is me and my siblings would sleep in the same room on Christmas Eve. Oh, so we would totally slumber party it. That's awesome. I don't remember when we started this, but I can't remember not doing it. And we would all sleep in the same room and then we would get up and we weren't allowed to go out to Christmas morning until my parents had come. So we would even, once we got old enough, my sister would even read the Christmas story like Luke from the Bible to us, like the three of us. Oh, precious. Of an older sister and younger brother. And we would like read it together. And then we would go and we would just like wait in the hallway like in a line, in a row, 
waiting <laughs> for my parents to be like, okay, you are free to go out. That's awesome. And like, it's just like my siblings are some of my best friends. Mm. And just little things like that really fostered that mm-hmm. friendship that we have. Yeah, that's awesome. Life is crazy sometimes, and finding time to sit down and read the Bible can be difficult. That is why I love Dwell. When I can't find time to read the Bible, I can listen to it. The voices reading the Bible are soothing. They're not your normal narrators. Plus, you can choose calming background music and adjust the pace of the narrator's voice to get things just right. Dwell's newest release is called Dwell Daily, a fresh, thoughtfully crafted devotional that immerses you in the word, allowing you to pray it, meditate on it, and so much more. If you're looking to deepen your engagement with the Bible this year, Dwell Daily is worth checking out. I cannot recommend Dwell enough to help you orient your mind to the life-giving Word of God throughout your day. Go to dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen for your 25% discount to subscribe and spend time in God's Word. The first Christmas we had where my sister was married, we were like, do we make him <laughs> sleep in the same room? <laughs> so now that we're all married, we don't do it. But we, I will say, me and my brother would, I think we still tried to sleep in the same room a few times. And then we would still like wait in the hallway together. Oh, just that's awesome. Cheesy. My second was the candlelight service on Christmas Eve. Um, Did you have one of these growing up? Not regularly. Okay. Like it is... I do love that. I mean, like, it is the same. Well, it's changed. If you know me from church growing up, yes, you'd be like, it has changed, Kimberly. Yes, it has. But there's, like, one thing that's always the same, and it's the, we all sing Silent Night. I love that. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs. Where you sing Silent Night, and they turn off all the lights, and everyone has a candle. No. And, like, we, like, it's just, ah, I, like, love it. So we're singing all in the dark, and, like, they start with, like, lighting the candles in the front mm-hmm. and they so by the end of silent night like mm. you sing through the first and second verse and then i think we sing the first verse again but the whole sanctuary it's a big sanctuary it's like lit by candles and just the idea that like christ is the light who's come down and then that we have then been imparted to go and be a light to the world and like we like literally like raise our candles and i'm like let's do this it's like a charge you know and then you like leave and it's like christmas eve but it's just <laughs> one of my favorite pictures in my mind. And then, that's okay, so, so that's great. my second. My third is, so, uh, this is my mom. Growing up, she never put our names on our packages. So every year she would give us each a different code name. So like, let's just say that she's using the carols, like the Christmas carols is like, I might be Silent Night. Okay. Somebody, my sister might be Rudolph. Joy to the World. Okay. Or, yeah, does that make sense? So like, yes. everyone has their own code name. So you know, the weeks leading up to Christmas, you didn't know which package was yours. Oh, so that's wasn't, so fun. You know, like, so there'd be the big package. Yeah. In the back and like, it's for Silent Night, and you're just yeah. hoping you're Silent Night that year. <laughs> and you're like, please let me be Silent Night, and then it's you're not. <laughs> but one of the, like, little things, this is what I love that you can redeem, like, random traditions for the glory of God. And it just made me think, like, that feeling of expectancy, like you were mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do that in little things. Yes. Like, we wanted to know who we were, and we wanted to, like, Hmm. sure, we wanted that present, but it's, like, just that feeling of expectancy is something that you can foster in your kids in little ways. Yeah. Another little way my mom would do it, our manger scene never had the baby Jesus until Christmas morning. I've heard of that. Did you take, like, a step closer to the manger every day? No, he was not in the house. I didn't know where he was. See, this is what I've heard for traditions, that you start baby Jesus off like 25 steps away from the manger, and then one step Step every day he gets closer and closer to the manger scene. Well, so by Christmas morning, he would be in the manger. manger. There he is. (laughs) That's funny. That's a cool wait. But like, yeah, just that's expectancy, right? That you're fostering your family, and it's an easy visual for kids. Exactly. Of like... Yeah, I mean, an advent calendar and you see mm-hmm. the days ticking by, but just all of those things. So those were my three Christmas memories from growing up. Those are really fun. So Hunter, what are three of your favorite Christmas songs or carols and why? 
I'm serious. I get obnoxious about this. Like, I love Christmas music. Yeah, I feel me like too. Anybody I, who's listening knows I released our Christmas playlist in like August. I think it was actually November, but it was the day, it was right around when Red Cups came out of Starbucks. But we were texting about it, and I was like, I mean, definitely before Thanksgiving. I'm all about it, but you, you know, gotta to do it while own. you can. But here it is it's because Christmas carols are worship songs like Mm -hmm. they're year round to me and i'll tell you three of my faves number one i love come thou long expected jesus and it's because it just kind of expresses my heart behind the season in my life just in general and i'm just i'm loving it yes and it makes me cry every single time it's just again that anxious awaiting for his return Mm -hmm. and that's a great one. And then I love Joy to the World. And this was on my list before our sermon today, but I wanted to see if we could rehash like what Pastor Richard said because he was talking about the history of this Joy to the World and how mm-hmm. it was written by Isaac Watts. And I couldn't hear. I missed it. I wasn't cued in, but is Isaac Watts was his dad a pastor? I didn't catch that part. Okay. <laughs> we were sitting next to each other. Maybe there was like an inability to hear right there. But I do remember him saying that dad, like, wasn't kind of giving him the time of day is kind of how I heard it. He was saying, dad, you know, I want different music. Like, this isn't doing it for me. And I guess his dad and his grandfather were like, hey, these are the hymns of old. This is what your grandfather sung. This is what I sang. And I'm still singing. And they're good enough for you. And so I guess the dad, like, looked at him and he's like, hey, if you don't like them, write your own. And then Isaac Watts, I guess the age of like 18, when he was really young, starts writing hymns. And out of that, I guess he continued to write hymns. They sang the hymns at their church. The people loved it. They continually were asking for more. And out of this was birthed songs like Joy to the World. And I just thought that was a really cool backstory. If we're not 100% historically accurate, know that you can send emails to Pastor Richard at Christ Presbyterian. (laughs) (laughs) But what I love about Joy to the World is it contains my favorite line in all of Christmas music. And I just love the picture. It says, his blessings flow far as the curse is found. And I think a lot of times we think about the depravity of the world, how despairing our life is here on earth but it's like in that his blessings extend just as far as the curse extends yeah and farther so it makes me fired up and i just also have to say that my personal favorite version of this song besides what we sang at christ prez this morning is the new release of king and country Mm. have you heard this i haven't okay so the last one is super traditional I love Handel's Messiah. Do you like this? I do. It's like, I don't think I had an appreciation for it until I was an adult. But there's just something about being in a room and collectively singing Mm -hmm. Alleluia. I'm not going to sing it, though. I'm wanting to right now. (laughs) Yeah, I can see it in your face. (laughs) And, you know, you just think, this is what it's going to be like. This is what it's going to be like when one day we are all together worshiping god i know in eternity you just can't help but get fired up so tell me this is kind of on a different note yeah there are some things about christmas that can be like myself i've stated this multiple times in this podcast already just kind of i can be a little bit overbearing with my celebration sometimes (laughs) like i might be a little in your face i might (laughs) listen to christmas music before thanksgiving What are three things that you are annoyed by? Like three pains of Christmas and just, I'm not talking about the central message of Christmas, but just the hullabaloo and holiday hype. Yeah. So there are a few things that kind of can get a little much for me at Christmas. And the first is materialism. Yes. I mean, I'm a Black Friday shopper. I don't... Like in person? I that love shocks me. Black Friday. <laughs> it shouldn't shock you because I'm really competitive. Okay, okay. Yes. So I can see it. Am I going for the $300 TV every year? No. I'm just there for the thrill. <laughs> like you want to get there before someone else. Yeah, I just to wherever I just everyone's going. I just yeah, I just want to be a part. There's so many people. I really 
also really like being a little too happy in the, in the midst, midst of, of the intensity. Yes. So it's just like the comic relief. You know, like I like <laughs> to just kind of be there and I'm more of a Cyber Monday person. Yeah, I would imagine. You could see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I just so it's not that I'm against like buying things or gifts yeah. or anything. It's that when that becomes the focus what it's all about. of Christmas mm-hmm. or when people lose their minds over they didn't get that $15 blender, you know? I mean, it's so crazy to me. So, yeah. and one that likes to really put myself into those places just so that I can be a part of it and see it. But it makes me sad when yeah. we all like really get so focused on that. And I think yeah. that's a huge like America thing, but totally. Ugh. Okay. The <laughs> second thing is the busyness and just like losing sight of what matters. I, every mm-hmm. year, I don't even, we were, Hunter and I were talking about this and it's like December comes mm-hmm. and somehow you have something every day. I know. Yeah. I didn't have this when I was a kid. It is adulting to me, at least. Like you have a job now and then you have work parties affiliated with the mm-hmm. job. I know you have friendship parties too. And yeah, it's a lot. I can't believe it. I think we have five Christmas parties. Like most of them work affiliated in the next week and a half. Right. And it's like, what are we even doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's like really crazy. But I think it's just so hard to not get bogged down Mm -hmm. with like all the things. Mm -hmm. And then you're traveling and you're like trying to get places and trying to be with all these people and trying to be intentional. Yeah, like in the midst of it all, and you're like, I've lost my mind back on December 2nd somewhere. But I think that's part of why we need practices like Advent, or we need practices like actually like sitting in silence. Like grounding practices that help keep us rooted in the midst of the craziness. Yeah, so that's a second. And then the third is not so much like an annoyance, but is more of like a reality Mm -hmm. that is hard at the holidays, and that is something that I've lived through myself in a lot of ways and seasons Mm. is loneliness Mm -hmm. and just different seasons. I mean, as an army wife, there's seasons where your spouse is not there for the holidays and that creates this form of loneliness that is hard to explain. And just like singleness and thinking back to that season and just that feeling, I mean, that was a different kind of longing. Right. And, like, when will I get to do my thing with yeah. my family and restart and get to, you know, impart something to kids mm-hmm, or just mm-hmm. the feeling of longing of I don't have kids yet yeah. and I want kids. And just all of those feelings and things that create this loneliness that, honestly, the flip side of that is that as Christmas in this season, like, reveals that in us. Jesus steps into that. And like, that's what we're looking to at Christmas is he's coming. Like we have someone who can fill that void yes, and who has filled that void and is going to continue to fill that void. Because when you do have a husband and you still fill the void, (laughs) you know, like it's so true. He's the only one that fills it. He's the only one. Like when your kids disappoint you, Mm -hmm. he's the only one. Mm -hmm. And just that, It's just so revealing and it's just a hard season for a lot of people. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're walking through a year of loss for someone in Mm -hmm. your family or close friend or it's hard. And I think just being aware of that and being willing to see people and meet people where they're at. And it's hard when you've lost someone and like your Christmas traditions Mm -hmm. change. They have to. Yeah. I love and am grateful that Jesus is the one that can fill all of those longings. Absolutely. Hard, but. The hope that you have in him, it overcomes the hard, you know, and it's such a sweet opportunity to get to meet people where they're at with the gospel in like really tangible ways. Yeah. And like, what a better time to do that than Mm -hmm. Christmas. Yep. And one of the things I love is that everything around Christmas, really not everything, but a lot of things that we do traditionally around Christmas they point back to him. And I didn't really even know this. Like, I want to talk about some things that I didn't know. And I guess as I've gotten older and, I don't know, become more sentimental about things, I guess, I've just learned different things about Christmas. And so when we're talking about, like, meeting people with the gospel, I'm like, it's just cool 
that so many of the little traditions that we've always had that we've grown up with, like actually point back to Christ and Mm -hmm. also cultures participating in a lot of these and they don't even know it. So it's a really cool way to meet them with the gospel. Like last year, I'm sitting at Christ Presbyterian and the pastor of our church here explains very simply after we lit the Advent candle that red and green, the colors of Christmas, actually symbolize the death of Christ and the life that we have in him. <laughs> I never knew that. Did yeah. you know that? Did you know that growing up? No, 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 no. Yeah, it's so cool. So now every time I see red and green, I'm like, this just is a reminder of the gospel. Yeah. And it's so cool. Beyond that, you already stole one of mine. Candles. I didn't steal. I'm just, I added two. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go with another one. I don't have this written down, but bells. Did you know that bells, like you have the jingle bell, jingle bell. We should have brought our bells. I know. I'm like (laughs) ringing a bell over here. Like we need a bell. But the bells actually symbolize like the ringing in of the good news of the gospel and the ringing in of the good news that Jesus has come. And then the other one is evergreen trees. And I've heard two different things. But the one that I'd always heard is that Evergreen trees are a symbol of life Mm -hmm. because, you know, an evergreen tree, Christmas tree, doesn't die. Like, it is green year-round. And so... Evergreen. 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 Martin Luther actually introduced them to, like, the Reformed Church as a picture of endless life in Christ. And he would bring an evergreen tree into his home on Christmas Eve lit with candles. So I thought that was really cool. But... She reads Truth wrote in their little book that it also represents the tree in the Garden of Eden. Traditionally, I guess, Christmas trees were decorated by apples and that it represents the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I like both of these because you can remember the gospel in both, right? Like you look back to that instance in Genesis 3 where, you know, the fall took place the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and then you can remember the tree on which christ was crucified and how we now because of what he's done on that cross can live Mm -hmm. and have life yeah and have eternal life in him oh like we are evergreen isn't that sweet so now you can look at your christmas tree and it's like okay even this right here is a picture of the gospel and can cause us to look back and remember again. It's just a symbol of remembrance. And I didn't really realize that you can kind of, I really have learned that there are so many different things that we traditionally have, like candles. Like you said, Jesus came John eight, like he's the light of the world. Like that's why we have candles at Christmas. City on a hill. People didn't even know. What does dinner time look like in your house? Is it a little chaotic and crazy like it is at mine? Let me tell you about Prep Dish and how they can help you simplify your evenings. You've probably heard us talk about Prep Dish in the past, and maybe you've thought, man, I just don't have time to meal prep. But let me tell you, with Prep Dish, meal prepping for the whole week honestly takes just about one hour with their super fast plan and about two hours for the gluten-free, paleo, and low-carb meal plans. If you need a change in how you handle dinner time at your house, you have got to try Prep Dish. You'll serve up delicious meals that your family will love, like green chili burgers, Caesar salmon wraps, and apricot glazed chicken thighs. Right now, the founder, Allison, is offering our listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. You can't beat that. Check out PrepDish.com forward slash journey for this great deal. Again, that's PrepDish.com forward slash journey for your first two weeks free. It's cool because, and even the things that maybe traditionally aren't can be that, you know, I mean, you can use anything as a means to tell others about the gospel. Just having eyes to see. Well, mic drop on that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to ring my bells. Okay, well, tell me this. It's December the 18th today when people are listening. There may be a few last minute gift givers. Mm. Do you have three great gifts that you would recommend, particularly gifts that they could give last minute? (laughs) You have six or seven days. (laughs) I'm not good at math. Figure it out. Yeah. 
So, yeah, these are things that we're not going to talk about, like, an actual, here's the website or anything. The first is words or affirmation. Really knowing the person you're giving to, right? So Christ yes. knows us and affirms us and calls us these things, and right? Like meets our deepest need. Yes. Like he sees our need. Yeah, he sees our need and he meets it. And so how can we do that for other people? And I think I love affirming people in like what I see in them and what God sees in them. And so any way you can, I mean, there's a million things you yeah. can put that on. Even if it's you just can write a it. card, yeah. yeah, write it down. Paint it on a canvas. Yes. Put it on a bracelet. Put it on an ornament. Write it on Go get one of your ornaments ornament. off the tree and just and do it right marker, now. a marker, a Sharpie. Wrap that baby up. Just put it in a bag <laughs> and call it done, you know? <laughs> you, I see, have seen this in you this year. Boom. Yes. Or this is what you have meant to me this year. Thank you for walking through this with me this mm-hmm. year. I've like, seen you overcome this this year. Yeah. I mean, some of my favorite gifts are... Once, like a roommate or someone who is walking through a season with me that I don't talk to anymore, like mm-hmm. affirmed me in that season. I agree. And I can look back and go, man, that's amazing. I remember people wouldn't normally use the word gentle to describe me. And I remember I had been praying, 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 like, God, mm. work gentleness in me, work gentleness in me. And then mm. totally people didn't know that. And then someone affirmed that in me, like wrote it on something, and gave it to me. And I was like, dang. The Lord is real. You know, I mean, this is those moments where like he is really working in my life. Yes. So if well, someone else could say Kimberly Wooten is gentle. <laughs> I think you're gentle. There is a God. Using the least amount of force necessary. Yeah. Boom. Hey, listen to this. I think you can also speak those words of affirmation like in kind of an exhortation type way, mm-hmm. like in a loving way where you're saying, man, this is what I and praying for you for 2018. Yeah, you know what I'm totally. saying? Like you could Yeah, like a looking ahead. Yeah, even if you have someone in your life that you're like, "Man, I have a hard time thinking of like a positive word because everybody knows we all have people like that in our lives, you know, and not doing it in a judgmental way, but saying like, "Man, I'm going to be praying that 2018 will be the year of flourishing for you or yeah. 2018 will be a year of hope for you yeah. or whatever it is. So, and yeah. then using that as a means by which to share Jesus with them in whatever note you write or the way you explain it, like taking that opportunity to speak life into them yeah. is I think really right. sweet. Yeah. Seeing where God is taking them and exhorting them and walking mm-hmm. alongside them to that point yes. is awesome. What else? So the next would be an experience. So this is, yes. I'm like a big on experiences. I always am like, Garrett, that's my husband. I just want an experience. Mom, I'd really like experiences, aka like a trip to Texas. But so this is just a simple thing that me and my husband do. And we started this a few years ago. Instead of getting each other like a big to-do Christmas gift, Mm -hmm. we, as an experience, go to like a random store. Last year it was Publix, a grocery store. And we split up and we have like 20 minutes and $20 to get each other like Okay, I love specific to the person. So like, I'm like running down the aisles, you know, like, here's his favorite kind of gum. Here's his favorite drink. I found some Legos. We both love Legos. Here's a little like a little Lego pack. And then I just like, you know, you find all these random things. He always gets me like a fingernail polish that's a color that I would like. Oh, my favorite drink or this is so random, like favorite candy bar or and it's so it's one of those things where it's sometimes with your spouse, you begin to kind of forget little things. Like, yes. what are the little things they would enjoy? Or you learn their old things and you don't, like, pay ever attention to the fact ask. that they're ever-changing. Like, I don't like gum anymore, but I used to. Yes, exactly. Or, like, my husband really likes Sour Patch Kids now. And I need to, like, keep that in my mind instead of, like, the Reese's Cups that uh, he used that, to like. Yeah. Which he still likes. I mean, that who doesn't? my favorite. But it's really fun. So it's an experience because we get to go together mm-hmm. and it's kind of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's not expensive. And then we literally wrap it all up and give it to each other on Christmas. That's so, perfect. And then the third is like a gift of remembrance. So we were kind of talking about this, but like mm-hmm. just things, it kind of goes with the words of affirmation, but ways to remember the year prior or ways to remember mm-hmm. something that person is meant to you or just how they've walked through yeah. a season and with you. That could look any way. Like I've given friends, you know, those little gold bar necklaces like that yeah. with like a word or a name or mm-hmm. something on it. Like if someone's passed, you know, like mm-hmm. something to remember them by. Or you could get like something from an experience that you've shared together to piggyback yeah. off the experience. Like 
Brooks and I are about to go to Belize. What? I think we're going to be in Belize Belize when this airs. Yeah. Praise the Lord. (laughs) But, you know, we can get each other something to remember that experience with. Our first time together by ourselves in four years, like, without being pregnant or nursing. (laughs) Your face. (laughs) My face was just like... Could we have not made this happen before this moment? Like, <laughs> no, no, that. no. I mean, if for an extended period of time. Right. Okay. Okay. Like a, like a of legit course, of vacation. Course. Yeah. But yes. So just gives a remembrance. And I mean, if you only have a week, like photos. Absolutely. Like and Get, people, yes. especially older individuals, love photos. Oh, New, printed. updated photos. Printed, printed photos. That's what I'm getting my grandma. Sorry, Grams. Spoiled it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, I think the whole purpose of us doing this entire show is just to encourage you guys. You know, it's December 18th. I think my temptation, if I was listening to this and I was feeling like, man, I've really just lost this whole season. Mm-hmm. I've gotten caught up in shopping. I've gotten caught up in the busy of all the holiday yeah. parties. I've gotten caught up in all of these different things. And I've missed the heart. I've missed the reason for the season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, all you have to do. It's just so simple. You don't have to have the perfect advent calendar to remember Jesus. You don't have to have all this different stuff. You literally have to do exactly what you do every day of life when you're forgetting and failing to remember. And that's just look away from yourself. Look away from these present circumstances and just look your face to Jesus and do that in whatever capacity you can in this moment after you get off this podcast, whatever it is, pause the podcast And look away from yourself and look to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is the whole meaning of Christmas. And, like, the beauty of it is we don't have to do all this stuff even to remember because Christ has already come and done it for us. Yes. It's not about a long more list of things to do. No. Just stop. Literally. Yep. Even in the hustle and bustle of Christmas, we're presented with this opportunity just to practically embrace the gospel. And I really just hope. Like, in the midst of this, like, just, it's been it's so fun to get to talk about that with you. And yeah. you just think about the people who are going to listen to this, and you think, I just want all of us to stop and embrace Jesus hmm. and not all of the things. And it's really exciting to think that maybe people will do that, you know? Yay! Yay! Well, we have some practical resources if you are now encouraged and exhorted to do that. We'll have all these listed as usual in the show notes on hunterbelist.com and all the links. But one of the favorite ones for me right now is Journey Women Christmas on Spotify. Yeah. I just got that on repeat because one of my pet peeves over Christmas, which I did not explain, is all the songs talking about Frosty the Stinking Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on the radio and there ain't nothing about Jesus. I know. So I had to make us a playlist. And it's a good one, Hunter. Thank you. Really, it's good. It's my joy. This is like my inner 16-year-old Hunter burning CDs, like, coming out. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Except the beauty of the Journeyman Spotify playlist, Journeyman Christmas Spotify playlist. You don't even need a CD. And it holds a lot more than a CD. It does. CDs max I think there's, like, 60-plus songs on there right now. So a solid, like, five or six CDs. Yeah, and the other one I wanted to mention is Risen Motherhood, Making Christmas Traditions Matter. They have a great post. We'll link to it in the show notes. They just have a lot of different options. And I think even if you're like, man, this year I didn't do it the way I wanted to, it's cool to kind of think about what would I want to do next year and to walk in the grace of the gospel and just say, you know what? God willing, we're going to have a lot more Christmases and we can embrace and celebrate the spirit of Christmas every day, no matter what year it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think, too, I'm the kind of person that if I haven't done something every day, I kind of will beat myself up about it. And like, you don't have to do that. No, (laughs) I'm for sure not going to do Advent every day in the next 25 days. Yeah. Because 23 life. And just, I mean, even if you just want to pick up and read a few days and Mm -hmm. just, I mean, it's not about like. And there's a million Advent resources. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, I'm, a lot of free ones. Oh, yeah. And so there's so so many great things. So that's what we're talking about here. But just would encourage you to not feel the need to feel bad about yes. failing if you fail. Yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? Just go grab this Jesus Storybook Bible and read okay. the next seven stories that lead up to the birth of Christ. And yeah, there you go. Good to go. <laughs> we just made our own Advent <laughs> calendar. Okay. So what's another resource that you would have for us, Hunter? 
Well, for next year, if you haven't gotten on it, or even if you want to get on the sales, I really love everything She Reads Truth for Advent. Their Advent book this year is so well done. I was opening it up and thumbing through it last night, and I'm just so excited to do it. And they have it for Mm -hmm. men. And I was showing Brooks, and my husband is an infantry soldier. He's very manly. And I asked him, I was like, would you like one of these He Reads Truth field guides? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. That looks awesome. And they also have them for kids. So I say next year, get on it. She Reads Truth, Advent, everything. I love it. And it's literally just straight scripture. For those of you who haven't ever had a She Reads Truth book before, it is Passage of Scripture. And it is hymns, and there are a couple of recipes and other fun like facts about Christmas. So I just, for the record, have never purchased like an, a physical thing. Mm-hmm. I always use the oh, ones on the app. Yeah, and the app is there, and you can do that right now. You don't even have to have the book. There's the devotionals and stuff. Yeah, it went live on the Sunday, December third. So, mm-hmm. what about you? Well, one of my favorite Christmas resources is the Behold the Lamb of God. I don't album. even know what this is. What? Do I have it on the Journey Women Jams? So here's the thing. It's not on Spotify. Oh, I don't know what this is. Andrew Peterson? Okay, yes. The Lamb of God? Yes. Okay. Someone wrote me about that. Okay, okay, okay. So you buy it on iTunes and it's worth all the dollars, which is, I mean, it's not a lot of Absolutely. dollars. But it tells the whole story of scripture. I love I mean, that. It's, it's just beautiful. And one of my favorite things is if you've ever been to their live concert, they open with reading from the beginning of the Jesus Storybook Bible. Okay. You it's so like me. the moment that they did that, I was like, this is about to be the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And the music itself is really, really quality. And then the songs are fun and they're also beautiful and it's wonderful. So the Behold the Lamb of God album. And then there's even like a side book that a pastor wrote that you could read it's kind of in an advent type mm-hmm. style but it goes along with that and Jesus story probably goes along with it all and it's just one big that's beautiful awesome. marriage of things we'll so. see and you can do that just seven days before christmas yeah just get the album and start listening to it there's a live and a recorded version like which a one studio would you version. recommend i mean i have them both i don't know i guess maybe the studio version cool more produced yeah then you can like hear how it's i don't know I'm not good at that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, cool. Hopefully yeah. we can make this sound studio produced as well when yeah. I'm editing. And I just want to thank you for your willingness to come on the show. And more than that, let me just speak some words of affirmation mm-hmm. right here. I'm just so thankful for you coming to us, <laughs> all the journey women <laughs> who are listening and for helping me because guys, Kimberly does so much. You do so much. So she puts everything out on the show notes. So I act like I'm going to just throw them up there, but it's really you who's doing it. And (laughs) throw those up there. (laughs) Kimberly will throw those up in the show notes and do a lot of other things this week. So be sure to head over to Instagram and tell her thank you. And I'm just so grateful. You're truly one of the greatest gifts that God's given me in 2017 and i feel that way about all of you guys and i really say that in like the least cheesy way it's such an encouragement to receive your messages i love getting dms from you guys on instagram and all the emails and i read every single one of them and all the comments so thank you so much for giving back to both of us it really encourages us in what we're doing and we love you guys we hope you have a merry christmas merry christmas merry christmas y'all Thanks so much for listening. We hope that you soak up lots of time resting, playing, and making memories with family and friends. Kimberly and I are such fans of that idea that we're actually going to take a break with you guys to rest and be with our families too. 